Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week of Ike's Flame, and I believe that, yeah, this is the last week of September, and we are going to be ending our um, month of guests here, so we have a guest every week this month, um, if you guys have been listening, and this week we have another awesome guest with us, and I am excited to uh, for him to be with us and to introduce him. Um, so he is the host of the podcast, Genuine Chit Chat. Um, and, um, I'll let him introduce himself and, uh, tell us a little bit about his podcast and what he does. Well, thank you so much, Ike, for having me on the show. Yeah. So uh, I've got a uh, podcast, Genuine Chit Chat. It's my sort of main one in a sense. And uh, I've been doing that for about five years now. I have different guests on the show. I've had a variety of Star Wars guests. I've had, uh, Kevin Scott and Claudia Gray, who are two of the High Republic authors. I've had wow. Paolo Villanelli, who's a comic book artist for the bounty, majority of the bounty hunters. A comic run at the moment uh, okay. dominic pace he was in the mandalorian so that was quite cool and alex and molly of star wars explained they're they're sort of i've had quite a lot of conversations on my show about star wars with friends and other podcasts yeah, yeah. but those are some of the highlights of who i've managed to speak to yeah uh, very very lucky when i was talking to kevin yeah. i was like i feel like a fraud and i spoke to them and they were lovely <laughs> and it was like uh, you know it was it was amazing. But yeah, that's kind of the main show. And then from that and the collaborations I naturally do with that show, because we have to have a guest each week. I do have repeating guests and things occasionally, but I try and vary up the subject matter I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of my most popular episodes is episode 52. And that was when I spoke with a magister from the Church of Satan. And I will clarify, it's nothing, it's about their sort of, it's not about Satan. They're all atheists. And it was all about the sort of uh the what the perception when you say the church of satan kind of immediately everyone has that knee-jerk reaction of like what on earth is that yeah and it's all about the misconceptions around the church and things and that's like quite a deep you know one in that regard and then recently yeah. I spoke with someone who's a buddhist and they were just talking to about that thing but i spoke to authors and actors and other podcasters about basically anything really i think sport is the only thing and cars are probably the only thing i haven't spoken about in depth on okay. that show and then because of the collaborative nature of that show i um collaborated with uh some guys in a show called comics in motion which is now a network uh, and they asked me to do a star wars show uh, chris and dave uh, on their network because they're expanding from a weekly okay. show yeah. from things and so about two and a half years ago i started my other show star wars comics in canon uh that is on youtube under genuine chit chat but it's also on the feed of comics in motion which is where this, this network i spoke of um it released every saturday and on there, I do book reviews, but primarily the focus of it is the comic book world. And I've gone through okay. all of the canon Marvel comics so far okay. awesome. um, and talked about the plot. And th- and basically, it's a way that my elevator pitch is basically just, it's a way for uh, people who, if you've never read the comics, you don't have to have picked up a single comic or Star Wars comic in your life. I go through the plot in general plot points and tell you things along the way that are interesting, things about species that pop up or reoccurring characters or events, mm-hmm. those sort of things. But if you have read the comics, maybe there's some connections that you may have missed. There's certain things that get connected to newer comics and stuff. So that's the kind of very long-winded eleva- elevator pitch of my two shows. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, super fun to hear. And yeah, so you have one that's kind of, you talk about anything and everything. Um, and... And then the other one is Star Wars specific um, with comics. And um, I love that, that you dive specifically into comics because on my end, like if there's like one piece of Star Wars content I've barely touched, it is comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why like I've dabbled in everything else except that. So um, that's uh, kind of neat to see that as well. Um, so as we get into this today, uh, and we're talking, well, um, today, as you get, just so you guys know, we're going to talk and kind of give a basic overview of the High Republic, just kind of give a summary of like what's already came out. So phase one finished up in the spring. Is that correct? Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Finished up in the spring and we got phase two coming out later this fall. Um, so we're just going to do a summary over the High Republic um, phase one and um, <clears throat> tell you why we liked it and also talk about maybe why you should jump in and uh, um, join us in uh, checking out the High Republic and the new stuff there. And I'm excited to talk to you because I did not know you talked to Kevin Scott. So um, <laughs> that will be, um, I, I pick your brain a little bit on that, maybe even mm-hmm. um, that'll be fun. But um, yeah, so as we get going in, in here, um, what about like Star Wars, um, when you think of like why you love Star Wars, like is there a certain memory? Is there like, 
your, I mean, family liked it, whatever that is, like what got you into Star Wars and why do you love Star Wars? Yeah, so uh, it's basically on my shot. I've said about this story many, many times. So it's, it's, it seems like heavy subject matter, but it's okay. It's uh, my dad passed away uh, when I was 19. So that was nearly okay. 10 years ago now. He died uh, due to cancer. Uh, and when I was young, he, he loved Star Wars. I think he liked to kind of see himself almost a, like a Han Solo type. You know, he mm. was born in the late 40s, um, so 49. So he grew up, you know, uh, prime age almost uh, when Star Wars came out. Mm -hmm. And so he would always be watching the Star Wars films as well as some of the other greats, Indiana Jones and sort of yeah. uh, movies. But Star Wars is something he always enjoyed and he loved Harrison Ford in most things. And so I kind of got into it through him and my brother, um, who's like 17 years older than me, different mum. Yeah. My family life is very complicated. I'm not going to get into all that here. Um, <laughs> but like with that, it's... I, my memories are always with him for the original six films because where I was born mm. in the early nineties, it was, um, the prequels were my sort of generation. You know, I were yeah. a lot of people, they experienced the original trilogy and then the prequels are so jarring and different. It kind of yeah. made them not like the prequels as yeah. much, understandably. Whereas yeah. I grew up always like I was five when Phantom Menace came out. So by mm. the time I could kind of fully understand and, uh, sort of, uh, deal with things in my mind, I was about eight or 10. So around that time, you know, that was 2004. So it was just before Revenge of the Sith came out. So yeah. I've always grown up with those. So I think of dad and I've got tattoos on my left arm, um, okay. uh, which I'm more than happy to show you if desired. Um, but it's <laughs> of, um, yeah, Darth Vader and Anakin um, and Obi-Wan Anakin on uh, sort of Mustafar. And so it's like okay. the battle of Mustafar is like the thing that kind of joins the original and the prequel trilogy. So yeah. it's kind of like a, a slight homage to my dad and mine's sort of different generations in a sense. Yeah. Um, so that's how it kind of formed. And basically I was into Star Wars a lot when I was a kid, Revenge of the Sith and things, but the Clone Wars yeah. movie came out. I didn't like it. Um, so I didn't really <laughs> tune into the series too much later. Yeah. I, I watched the micro series, the now Legends 2D one, but I, I yeah. wasn't uh, super into that. I enjoyed it, but it was on yeah. two minutes at a time. So it's so yeah. hard to grab on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got into um, like the games a little bit. They kind of kept going in the background and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the Force Unleashed came out and that really kind of pulled me back in. Yeah. And then I got into the Clone Wars eventually and Rebels when that was sort of coming out. That's when I got yeah. to Clone Wars and stuff. So it kind of all went from there. And then the way I got into comics is my friend, just a really good friend of mine, uh, he bought me a couple of Dr. Afro comics, variant covers of number one. And I okay. didn't own a single Star Wars comic. And this was only yeah. a few years ago. And so he bought me those. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But I don't want to read them because they're so nice, you know, variant covers and stuff. So <laughs> I kept them bagged and boarded. Uh, and I want to frame them, actually. Um, so it's like, with those, I kind of got into dr afra and i was like oh after the seventh issue it's like the screaming citadel crossover and it goes on mm -hmm. with the the main star wars run with like luke and leia and han yeah. and stuff between yeah. a new hope and empire so it's like from there and then you, you keep on that and all of them interconnect with darth vader and all these sorts mm -hmm. of other series and it kind of went from there so in two different ways of star wars semi-recently things just kind of splintered and obviously the new canon really helped me personally get into star wars because i was like okay this is a it's a good place to start. If you can keep up with the majority of what's coming out in canon and then whatever you've got left in your Star Wars sort of uh, kind of how much you can consume of Star Wars yeah. in your reserves, in that you can pick up legend stuff or sort mm -hmm. of other content. It's fine. It's much easier to do that or like the, yeah. the lower stories. But it's yeah. what I like about the High Republic, you know, to link it back in a way is yeah. new stuff coming out. So it's like, as long as I keep on top of it, I'm, I've got it all. But it's once you fall behind, it's like the Marvel movies. It's yep. like <laughs> yep. a year or two goes by and you miss a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I get that. Um, so I'm a prequels uh, generation as well. So um, I get you there and like, I mean, when it comes to, like, getting into, like, Clone Wars and all that, like, I started watching that just a few, I mean, probably five years ago mm, I watched yeah. it. So, like, I didn't watch it till after the fact and some stuff like that. So, I'm kind of doing the same thing as keeping up and then going back and picking up other stuff and um, other material and just try to stay up to date and catch up with all that. So, I get you there. Um, and also, I, mean, I appreciate you sharing that. Um the story with your dad um, as well and um i think that's one thing like whenever i've guests on i always ask them like they like what um what what makes you love star wars and there's so many stories about like hey like this is something i did with my brothers or this was a family thing i know for me it was like i did it with my brothers so it was always like close to heart with you it's like your dad um and it's so cool to hear some of those stories and how like Star Wars connects with real life um, mm -hmm. in many ways. And so I uh, appreciate you sharing that um, as well. So yeah, I always enjoy hearing those stories and 
um, that sort of thing. So yeah, that's awesome. So um, as we uh, dive in, and we're going to dive in here more directly into the higher public stuff here. Um, so you uh, you said you've read everything in everything, right? Yes. You're partway through. Uh, is that Midnight Horizon? Yeah, so I've read every every book, the junior, young adult, okay. and adult books. Read every single comic, the main lines, the Star Wars Adventures ones, and all the spin-offs. Listened to the audio drama as well. The only, actually, I, I tell a sl slight lie because the only other piece of content I haven't consumed, apart from the the really like the preschooler novels, because they're just mm -hmm. a bit the same as the adult ones, but very yeah. simplified, um, is the Star Wars Insider. There's a comic strip or two, or a page of comic that's in mm -hmm. each magazine of Star's Insider that I don't collect, but there's a trade paperback coming out in about a month of all of those. So okay. aside from those really obscure things that yeah. barely anyone's going to care about, and yeah. I'm currently reading Midnight Horizon, that's how, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to consume all of it all at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Um, I think, I don't, I know, I know I've missed a couple books, like mm -hmm. more of not the main ones, but like, Maybe like the junior novels or something. I yeah. I don't exactly remember what, but for the most part, I've con uh, yeah I've consumed all of it, um, at least the main ones, and tried to stay on top of that uh, for the most part. Um, so, but it sounds like you've digested more than I have, um, probably. And so when you when as we like uh, with the higher public, like just give uh, can you give like a I don't know three four minute just overview if possible, of kind of the High Republic, what's going on, time frame, and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. So the High Republic, it's set around 200 years before um, the Phantom Menace. So the Phantom Menace is 32 years before the Battle of Yavin, which is A New Hope. In general, when people are in Star Wars, you're looking out of it, I know, I think you've done it on the show as well, is that's the timeline that people yeah, generally yeah. use from yep. the New Hope, is it before or after that? Yep, um, yep. And so it's yeah, awesome. And so it's uh, 232 years before the Battle of Yavin. Um, so that's phase one. And then phase two, which we'll talk about, is before that again. Uh, but it's going backwards. Uh, and it's meant to be in the golden age of the Jedi, essentially. And so you've got one or two familiar faces, like Yoda and things like that. But it's all new characters, all new threat. The Sith haven't been around or anything, because obviously they say in the prequels, the, the Sith haven't been around for like a thousand years. So it's a new villain and the antagonists are primarily the Nile and they believe in like anarchy and they're like described as sort of steampunk space uh vikings in a sense mm -hmm. uh, and they've got this leader called Marky on row who's kind of leading them and no one really knows what his true intentions are and even by the end of it all you still only have fragments and i won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't tuned into uh, yeah, the high republic yeah. it's but it's really interesting that's kind of a tale you, you get pieces of him in like all the bits of content just little mm -hmm. bits um and so we, that's him as that's kind of the main villains in a sense and there's like a hierarchy of them of them kind of fighting for power and things in the midst of that but then the focal point of what the era is is of the jedi and they are meant to be the golden age of the jedi they're meant to be sort of the best period of the jedi the universe they're kind of going out and trying to explore and sort of saving kind of going to where planets are and things and being um i think it's way seekers and whatnot where you travel out yeah. and you're discovering new places and you're just kind of going with the force and they're a bit more chill about everything and you've got a new host of Jedi and basically an event happens in which is called the Great Disaster. And I won't go into much detail, but in sort of very vaguely with it, it's just in hyperspace there's an accident and it caused fragments of ship of pieces of a ship to splinter out through hyperspace going light speed basically going to hit things if it hits a planet or a moon or something it can be catastrophic uh so that's kind of the the first book is generally that and it's almost it's in in each phase there's a, three waves and so it's kind of split so you get a little bit of time you've got like a couple months where content comes out and then you get mm -hmm. the next phase and then the uh, next wave and next wave and so each adult book kind of serves as a main pillar so you've got um like the jedi which is the first one the introduction and things and then you've got the second one which is the rising storm and then you get the third one which is uh the fallen star and with the second one, it's about this fair that they have, the Republic Fair, and then the Nile were involved in some way. It says on the back of the book itself, anywhere you look, with the Rising Storm. So it's basically, you know, Republic Fair doesn't go how everyone wants it to, and it's because of the Nile. And then the Fallen Star is about another thing, but I don't want to go into that. But it's basically just, yeah, these events that are happening that are trying to uh, basically 
uh, mess around with the Jedi, try and show the Republic that the Jedi are actually quite weak and that they're not who you should be following and that sort of thing. It's yeah. it's that kind of message from the antagonists of the books. So it's it's all about their struggles in a way, but it's also seeing how they all perceive the Force differently, how the Council are a bit more chill about this and that, how they kind of view sort of attraction and in air quotes love and things like that. There's strings of that in places. So it's almost like a a more liberal Jedi in certain ways, more free, more like a monk, less than a, a warrior that we see in the sort mm. of the Skywalker saga. I think that's a general overview. But I'd love to hear of your sort of uh, <laughs> anything I, I've missed out or how you could kind of interpret yeah. it. Yeah, no, I totally, yeah, I, I think I agree with everything you said there. Um, and yeah, it's a, I, and I like how you framed like, we see the Jedi as more of like a monk type uh monk type of figure versus a warrior um mm -hmm. and i think I, I think that is like this like as we talked about like this like high the golden age of the republic this like mm -hmm. golden age of the jedi and seeing that and so i think like one thing i have enjoyed um with this like with the high republic is this like we, we see a little bit different side of the jedi um we see i think the, also the one thing um is like we see like kind of where um, and I'm, I don't know if we'll get into this more in like the later phases, but like how we, you can start to connect a little bit between like the prequels mm -hmm. and the High Republic, like how they got to where they did, um, mm -hmm. how the council started thinking the way they did versus how, um, and so versus what they are in the High Republic. And so there's some of that contrast. And so it's just interesting. And I think I'm always, I'm always up for a new era of Star Wars. And this mm -hmm. is, that's the other thing I've enjoyed about this is it is a completely brand new era of Star Wars that has never been explored. Um, and so, yeah, there's a couple of familiar faces like Yoda. Um, but outside of that, it's brand new characters, brand new timeline, story, um, and all that that's coming to play and that we get to dive into. It has similar concepts. It has Jedi. It has a bad guy. It has all those things that make a potentially good Star Wars story. But it um, it explores a different area, and I appreciate that. So when so my next question with this, and if you're like, what for you makes you like want to read the High Republic? As you like got into it, like what what made you really enjoy it, and like even like versus like the prequels or the originals or even the sequels, like all that stuff. Like what is like that little bit different thing? Um, and we may have mentioned it, I don't know, but that makes you want to dive into the High Republic as you got into it and um, started to enjoy those books. Mm, it's a fair question, yeah. Well, I think it links with uh, kind of what you were saying about the new era of Star Wars. Uh, with, like, I, I enjoy all pieces of Star Wars content that is mm -hmm. out there of that I've consumed, Legends or Canon. I've, I've consumed yeah. a lot more Canon. I enjoy all of it. The one I enjoy the least is the Clone Wars movie. And even that, mm. I think is, I don't think it's very good, but I don't like hate it. I'm just like, yeah, eh, yeah. not for me. Yeah. Um, but generally, so, and I've read a lot of the books and things, and I find a lot of the books in the canon, they are, the Aftermath trilogy, I think is brilliant. Uh, some people don't like the way it's written, but I never had a problem with that. But it's, it's like its own movie series in a mm -hmm. way. Yeah. But the majority of other books, as much as I love them, the, a lot of them are building off pre-existing content. There are, you know, mm -hmm. uh, The Shadow of the Sith that came out recently, fantastic. But it really helps Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker connect. And it's really interesting yeah. there. Yeah. And there's bits like that where it's, if you haven't watched this movie, you probably won't get this as much. And if, mm -hmm. if you've read these comics, you'll get this more. Whereas with the High Republic, they'll go, let's just clean slate. You can just read these three books. You can, the way they've basically done it is that they've got the tiers of, you know, adult, young adult, and junior. And I've read all of them and they're all brilliant in different ways. I recommend them all. But the, you can read, there's three of each in each, so in total. So there's these nine books, but you can just read the adult, 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 and then the young adult, young adult, young adult. And you've still got the general plot of the whole thing, but you've got different pieces. Is this world that's going on where, you can read you can consume as much of it as you want and get as much detail but you do really get rewarded for reading uh the 
other ones. And mm. I find that with Star Wars in general anyway, the more content, like when I talk to people who aren't as into Star Wars as I am, I say, the more content you consume of Star Wars, the more you end up liking it because everything interconnects yeah. and that's part of the appeal. Yeah. Once you get into the lore, same with like Lord of the Rings, it's same with Game of Thrones or even when people get into Dungeons and Dragons and things, which I've been, I'm into most of those things or have done, you know, D&D &D and things like that. So I'm into yeah. that nerdy stuff. But when you get your, this law where you can go in as much as you want, there's no pressure, there's no tests, there's no, you know, I find that it, it, it just kind of excites me in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And with the High Republic specifically, because it's a whole new era, I love the Skywalker saga. I love the vast majority of the characters in it. But you know where the main points of their stories happen. You know where they're going to either die or lose a limb or these sort of things happen. And yeah. you know what is limited in the plot. The Kenobi series, for example, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Was it perfect? No. Could have probably been better as a film. But I loved it. I had some of the cool, yeah. very, very cool Star Wars moments in. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoyable show. But with Kenobi, you know the vast majority of the characters what's going to happen to them. So it, it takes away a bit of that tension. The High Republic, you don't have that. There are shocking moments in the High Republic where you're left like jaw on the floor because certain mm. characters, things happen to them and you didn't see it coming. And because you mm. haven't, it's so removed, it's 200 years difference from what you're, what you're sort of familiar with. You've got that completely new thing. You know that if they live to the right old, like an old age, old as the species can allow a lot of these humans and things like that they will still be dead before anyone in the uh skull saga is pretty much alive yeah. so yeah. you've got that really big nice gap yeah. and that's the thing as much as i love the prequel movies you know i think original trilogy is probably is almost undeniably the best trilogy but i enjoy i think the prequels a bit more mainly mm -hmm. due to revenge of the sith and i love the sequels for different reasons as well but i yeah. think I don't think I think the problem with all those movies is that they don't with the original trilogy is so well done and so even mm. the things they create can never really compare to it. Whereas the High Republic yeah. doesn't have that kind of thing. It's mm. just even in Legends we didn't explore this, so no, there's no comparison. It's completely yeah. new, and I think that's how it's really grabbed a lot of people who are maybe mm. losing uh, faith in a little bit of the the new Disney canon. Yeah, I, no, I love yeah, I love how you laid that out for us, uh, and I think. Like well, it was like you mentioned, like it's a new story that there's no expectations with. Uh, we don't have like, hey, we know the characters. Like you mentioned, the Kenobi show. Okay, we know Kenobi's going to be in it. We know Vader's going to be in it. We know um, all this. We also know that Vader and Kenobi can't die because mm -hmm. they're still alive later. Like these sorts <laughs> of things. And so, like we're like really the only character in the High Republic that we know for sure can't die is Yoda um that is even mentioned in the high republic and so like like you mentioned it's kind of this brand new thing and i think also like i think it's a great way like for like because like the skywalker saga and all the books and everything that goes ties into that like that's a lot of content to take in like where somebody could pick up be introduced to star wars with the high republic and they wouldn't necessarily even have to have ever seen another star wars movie to be able to dive in and to enjoy it. Um, and so I, yeah, I love this idea of like, it's a brand new timeline and I, yeah, you're completely right. There's like moments. I know like what listen to the audiobook or reading where it's kind of like, Oh wow. Like I was not expecting that to happen. And which is fun. Cause like you said, like sometimes we don't always get that within the Skywalker saga uh, and that sort of thing because there's already a plot that's somewhat set. There's already kind of a setup and a storyline and all this that goes with it. And so it, we're working outside that time frame. And so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. It's so interesting to see. Um, but I think the other thing I appreciate, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit more. I don't know when um, you spoke to Kevin Scott, but just even I've appreciated the fact that the team that has worked on the High Republic, uh, from my understanding, they've worked on it very cohesively and uh, made everything flow together, made everything work together in a way that it makes it a great story. Even though, I don't know, there's four or five different authors, I think, I'm not exactly sure, um, that have written some of these books, but it's still cohesive in how, in the story and everything that goes together in that.
Um, so I don't know. Can you speak to a little more to that cohesiveness or even, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if Kevin, if when you spoke to Kevin Scott, if he had anything about that or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, of course. No problem. So I, I first of all, I spoke with Claudia Gray in, okay. I think it was December 2019. Okay. Um, I think it was just before the High Republic had been released. I spoke to her about um, her prior Star Wars books, the a lot of, uh, Master and Apprentice, uh, Leia, mm -hmm. Princess of on um, Bloodline, um, and they're all brilliant. And she was kind of uh, promoting In the Dark, which is the first young adult novel. So mm -hmm. I spoke to her and she spoke a little bit about the collaborative process, but because nothing had come out, she could only say sort of limited things. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I spoke with Kevin Scott. It was at some point within the last year. It was before um, The Fallen Star came out, which I think Fallen Star was sort of January time. So I think mm -hmm. it, was, it was it was around this time last year, actually, I think, maybe a bit okay. later in the year. Um, so it was after The Rising Storm had come out. And it's after mm -hmm. I'd read The Rising Storm. And we were on the second arc of... We finished the second arc of the High Republic comics, because he also did those, and the full mm -hmm. arc of Monster at Temple Peak, uh, he, which he also did as a miniseries. That had come out. So that's the sort of, it's kind of a, on the two thirds mark, I'd say, through the High Republic. Yeah. And what what he said, and he's delved into it more and things, is that they basically, there's the five main authors for the High Republic phase one specifically, and the architects of the High Republic, because more authors have been added in uh, for phase two now and things. Okay. So it's basically, it was primarily, it was Charles Saul, who wrote Light of the Jedi, Kevin uh, Scott, who wrote The Rising Storm, Claudia Gray, who wrote uh, The Fallen Star. And then you've also got Justina Ireland and Daniel Jose Older. And Justina Ireland wrote, I mean, they've all written two or three books or they're all writing several comics and mm -hmm. things. Like they've all written at least one book. Yeah. And then they're also doing lots of other things as well. Most yeah. of them have written two of the books in the in the uh, series so far. And then you've also got a gentleman called uh, Michael Siglane, I believe his name is. And he was like their editor. He was the one who kind of connected okay. with them. Um, and then a gentleman called George Mann has since uh, joined on as well. And then three or four more authors have joined on for phase two uh, for okay. the upcoming books as well. And so the way they basically did it is they uh, went and went to Skywalker Ranch uh, and things. And they basically, I think it was a couple of weeks or something um, or a week or so where they had this time just to figure it all out, flush it all out. And mm. there's this uh, whiteboard that Cameron Scott has uh, mentioned uh, before uh, on Twitter and things. He's annoyed people keep bringing it up, but in the wrong ways, because the whiteboard with just some random ideas, there was like dinosaurs written on there and other crazy <laughs> stuff. And they yeah. said they just had like, I think 10 whiteboards or something ridiculous, oh, or wow. they just like giant full size, like classroom uh, whiteboards. <laughs> and so they're moving them around and writing on them and things and basically trying to work out what they can and can't do. And obviously they couldn't do the Sith. So that was kind of a cross off and they couldn't yeah. do this thing. And they, they're all they're all fans of legends in different mm -hmm. amounts but i know that kevin scott and charles Hall specifically especially when i spoke with kevin scott as well actually we spoke about legends a little bit especially the force unleashed because one of my tattoos is of the force unleashed mm, and he said yeah. he would love to bring back star killer um from the game and so him um with all, all with all that with uh charles Hall and kevin scott and things uh with the architecture of the high republic so i'd lost my train of thought then i was just i was just thinking about the force unleashed i was distracting myself uh, because of legends and things they were like they wanted to have legends influence them in the right ways but kevin said he was literally said by lucasfilm you can't touch sith stuff and he was like oh, but i'd really want to love to do those artifacts and they're like we've you can't because they got now uh it's confirmed they've got the acolyte coming out and that's going to be mm -hmm. like a sith mystery thriller and things and yeah. they are eventually going to go back and you know, there's always rumors of the Revan movie and things like that. They're going to touch mm. the Old Republic eventually. They're just winding back steadily. So it's going to be yeah. a few years away, I think. Um, but they're like, you can't touch the Sith. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, because obviously they've got plans for things in the, the distant future. And so they were working out what to do. And they've they've kind of each taken apart. So one of the questions Kevin Scott asked specifically, and it's a, a focal point of his book, The Rising Storm, which has said is the second of the main adult trilogy of books, it, and it's my personal favorite Star Wars book mm. of all time, I'd say, uh, on mm. par with the Darth Bane book. Um, I think that's mm. absolutely incredible. I listened to the audiobook of recently. Um, and it's very close to uh, Light of the Jedi, which is, I think, a smidge worse for me because The Rising Storm, the whole kind of concept behind it is what do the Jedi fear? You know, what mm. scares the Jedi? What, what could, in this era, yeah. what could that be? And there's the answer to that is, and all I'll say is something called The Nameless. And that's all you get from me about them. But you need to read the comics. There's Trail of Shadows. There's the uh, main High Republic comics. But then there's also the Rising Storm book and uh, the Fallen Star books. And they all give you like a piece of the puzzle of what is this thing? What do the Jedi fear? And how fear plays a part in 
some of the fallings, like the part of the downfalls of the Jedi in this era, like what really shakes up the order and, and yeah. that kind of question. So Kevin Scott is a massive horror fan. He wrote the mm. Tales uh, from Vader's Castle comics, uh, which I've tackled mm. on my show as well. They're anthology horror stories, uh, often parodying other things um, like Frankenstein and Dracula, etc. Mm. And so they're really fun comics, actually. Um, he's a massive horror fan, so he's, his kind of book is a lot more horror-esque and his comics have got a lot of horror elements. Whereas I've kind of coined it that a lot of the authors, they each kind of have their own strongest sort of parts of them. Like Charles yeah. Saul, for example, he's the man behind the villain, Marquion Rowe, who I mentioned yeah. earlier, the antagonist. And he's written the comics, which there's a two-part comics um, run. I don't even call it a run of two. There's two issues of it. And it's called The Eye of the Storm. And it's set at the very end of Phase 1 of the High Republic. You, can only, you should only really read it when you've read the three main adult books. And you read that and it gives like a big amount of backstory and intrigue into Marquion Rowe. And it's like, mm. that was Charles Saul's part. And, you know, they've all got their different strengths in yeah. the way they do things. Claudia Gray does some brilliant characters as well, um, like Geode. Um, <laughs> but they all have their own strengths and they all pulled it together. And it was a big collaboration. And it was all about what did they love about Star Wars growing up? What did they love about Legends? What do they love about what they had seen in, at that point in the canon? Because the canon at that point was only a few years old. And they yeah. don't get told what's happening in Rise of Skywalker. Like, they don't yeah. get told any of that stuff. They get told, like, scrapings of the barrel. Like, Claudia Gray, when she wrote Lost Stars, which is set um, in the over the Imperial era, and it's a brilliant book. It's, um, I think, her first of Star Wars. And when she wrote that, there's a bit in that that connects with The Force Awakens, the Battle of Jakku, the Star Destroyer that's mm. crashed on there. And all she, could, all she got told because they were so hush-hush about that movie when she was writing that book, is she was like, I want to have this Star Destroyer crash on the planet or whatever. And they're like, you need to call the planet Jakku. And she's like, why? And they were like, we can't tell you why. You just have to have it. <laughs> wow. And that was all she got for The Force Awakens. So with the High Republic, yeah. they because it's even more disconnected to anything, they don't get taught, they don't get told anything. The only hints yeah. they get is what you can't touch. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And that's... Uh... No, that's very interesting. And that's cool to see, like, they went to Skywalker Ranch, they sat down and said, hey, we're going to flush this out and figure out the best way to do it. And that's um, that's cool to hear kind of some of that background of how all that came together. Um, so I got uh, two more questions for you. And then, yeah, no um, then we'll dive in and I want to talk, look a little bit more forward to phase two um, and see what may chit chat about that a little bit so um yeah. first question um within the star wars higher public um what is if you had to choose one character um what is your favorite character and why okay i actually wrote down several of my favorite characters but i, I will <laughs> I, what i'll do okay i'll say this one who isn't going to be my favorite character okay but he's he's just honorable mention and his name okay. is porter engel and he's okay. like 300 years old and he's just an old guy who's like this ultimate jedi and he just loves cooking it's all he wants to do he's just this calm guy who likes cooking but he's known as the it's like the blade of baldotta or something and he's known as this fearsome terrifying warrior that was like unbeatable and was like terrifying in battle like a savage almost mm. uh and that's kind of the impression you get from it yeah but he's just this nice old man who likes to cook who's like 300 years yeah. old <laughs> and i love him and, and he's getting his own series in phase two uh called yeah. the blade so that's why i want to mention him as an honorable mention here because i mentioned him a little bit later um but my favorite character i think is elzar man so in the main adult books the, the focal point characters you've got like four or five sort of characters that get focused on differently like the jedi focus on like all of them all at once so it's a bit intense to begin with but once you get into the second and third books it focuses on more characters like you've got elzar man um, who is my personal favorite character he's part of this trio you've got avar chris you've got elzar man and you've got stellan geos and they're like the three main jedi masters that the the plot is surrounding in a sense mm. for the, the the whole of the the phase one and like how they grew up they sort of grew up together and you get bits and pieces of that and they're kind of intertwining feelings in a sense and like how that's kind of formed the adults they are You've got some Padawans as well, and you've got, uh, which are really interesting, there's some of them in the junior novels, but you've got Padawans and Masters together, like their mm -hmm. dynamics and things across the books. But Elzar Man doesn't have a Padawan. Um, like he's had, I, I believe he's had a Padawan, but he doesn't specifically have one at the time. He's just, he's a master, um, and he, he struggles with the dark side. I'm not going to go into the details of this, but you get bits and pieces of this. And the end of Light of the Jedi, 
which is the the main starting point I'd say for people, anyone looking into the uh, High Republic, start with Light of the Jedi, either the audiobook or the just normal physical book. Start there, then you can kind of go anywhere you want. You can go down just the comic route or the junior novels or any of that, or uh, the other adult novels. But I'd say that's a very good starting point if you're an adult. Otherwise, try the junior novel, Test of Courage. But basically, Elzar Man is one of my favorites because he's just he's human in a sense like the the avar chris is a brilliant character and she goes through her own struggles but she's perceived as this golden like the poster child almost of the high republic in mm. some ways and then also Stellan geos also becomes the actual poster child due to a media event that i won't spoil but because of that he then becomes the sort of poster child and elzar man isn't the, the poster child of of the high republic in this way he's just this he's a, a jedi who's struggling being a person in a lot of ways and he as he dips his toes in the dark side and he knows he shouldn't and his peers around him start to notice and i, I like i like a character who struggles you know i'm i'm a little bit masochistic in my favorite characters if i like there's a character in the comics called Baylor valance and um shout out to valance nation uh, and because or hayden from valance nation because they always talk about it and he's a cyborg in the bounty hunters comics and he just mm. gets constantly beaten down all the time constantly and it's like i love you so much but seeing you in pain makes a really good story <laughs> and it's kind of like that with elzar man a little bit where it's like you having to struggle through things and deal with this pain mm. is really enjoyable for me to to kind of connect with so that's the character who for me personally he's complicated and i feel like if i had force powers i wouldn't be a perfect jedi i would mm. be someone who would be tempted to you know not use the dark side and use lightning and kill all my friends or anything mental or do what anakin did you know <laughs> but more so just kind of using it uh, potentially if someone has like hurt my friend or something maybe yeah. use too much yeah. aggressive force and i could see yeah. if i had that ridiculous power going down that and with him you get a sense of that kind of mm -hmm. what can you do if you are truly a good person you can almost yeah. do anything yeah so i really like him Who, who's yours i have interest Love to um know. man that's a hard question um yeah. I mean, I yeah, I really do like um, Elzar Man. I'd have to agree with that. Um, and just because, yeah, I love how um, I won't give any spoilers, but I love how they left him. Um, mm. I'm excited to see the character development that might be coming um, and some of those things. So, like, just I think even from the standpoint of what what we know so far, but also what is to come, makes me excited for his character. Um, specifically um and you actually uh, and this is more of like a comic relief type thing um but i and we, we mentioned the, uh geode a little bit um and i just love the character of geode and like <laughs> just the goofiness with it i mean uh, it gives me a little bit of like a r2d2 type of uh um, yeah. feel to it and like just how the different roles he plays and how he um just interacts and like that sort of thing um it just always gives me a chuckle I, I, whenever geo comes up i'm like okay i'm probably gonna laugh here shortly and i'm good with 100%. that so um <laughs> so i'd definitely give geo an honorable mission but yeah so yeah that'd be my answer to that um and then as as we look at phase one and you mentioned this like um starting with light of the jedi like like we have the you mentioned we have like kind of the three three sections of phase one yeah. and that sort of thing. So you have the three main novels, adult novel, adult novels. Um, like what, like outside of that, if somebody's just trying to get into it and that sort of thing, and they read like the three adult novels outside of those three adult novels, like what are like the next two or three books um, or comics or whatever you would recommend um, mm -hmm. jumping into? Yeah, because there is a lot of High Republic, and one of the things I'll say, a uh, little plug here for Star Wars Comics and Canon, is I have tackled every single piece of High Republic content on the mm. on that show. Apart from mm. Midnight Horizon, my book review will be coming out soon. Um, mm. But through that, you can basically, any pieces that I'm not about to mention, in a sense of whatever you do decide to go with, um, I, which I will give my recommendations for, any that you don't, if you check out my show, you can, I'll take, I'll walk you through certain stories in the comics, especially, and I'll take you through it so you can just listen to me talking about mm -hmm. it for 45 minutes and you will get that plot rather than having to spend yeah. the money on the comics, blah, blah, blah. But I always encourage people to pick up the comics and spend money and have these creators and things. I physically have bought all of my comics as well as mm -hmm. having Marvel yeah. Unlimited. I normally buy them, <laughs> read them when they're there, and then when I'm doing them on the podcast, I use uh, the iPad for it because I'm like, yeah. you know, got some variant covers that are nice as well. Yeah. Um, but I would say, so I, 
the three adult novels are, as you said, they are the key things. I'd say if any general Styles fan who's not like a child, basically, who can deal with that, though the th those are the three you need to get mm. behind. After that, now, there's the two main runs of Star Wars High Republic comics at the moment. So there's the Marvel ones, which you can once again get on Marvel Unlimited, um, or there's the IDW publishing ones, which are published by Disney. Um, mm. And those ones are the Star Wars High Republic adventures. So... Mm. The Adventures ones are not found in the same place the Marvel ones are always. But the Marvel ones are written by Cameron Scott and they've got more of a horror vibe to them. And they're about this uh, Padawan Keith Tran is growing up. And her journey with her master Skier, who's a Trandoshan, who's the same as Bosk, um, lizard person for the audience who aren't... <laughs> do not know all the yeah. so many species like I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, then you get the struggle once again. He's a struggling character, Skier, who's very interesting, and you mm. see her kind of seeing her master go through some stuff and her trying to deal with that as a Padawan freshly becoming a Jedi, which happens in the first issue. That's really interesting, and that goes through the Drengir, who are the other the secondary antagonists of Phase mm. One. They're these plants that like consume the life force of people, and you get to see it sometimes. You've got the tendrils going down people's mouths and stuff. It is a horror comic. It's not for the faint-hearted. Um, mm. So I'd say if you like horror and you love the the, the scary side of the high republic um you want to go down that road if you are more about a padawan growing as individual as someone finding themselves who, who they are where their place mm. is in the universe i'd say star wars adventures it's an all ages comic so it's not teenage like the uh, the marvel ones are so it's available for all ages but don't let that put anyone away from it because i was skeptical because all ages comic i was like is it just going to be a bit weak it was fantastic. There's two characters that very much mirror each other for a whole plot line, Lula Talasola and Zine Morala. And they're from completely different places. They're both force sensitive and they come together in this really beautiful way and their journeys together. And that links in with some of the junior novels. So I'd say if you're into Star Wars for the, the wonder, for the a little bit of the humor, but the kind of how you felt as a child when you're watching it, not worrying about the, the big intergalactic problems. Like that is focused, but it's much more about these... It's like a coming of age story, like mm. uh, twelve. I think they're twelve to fourteen to begin with, and then yeah. by the the phase one is about a year and a half to two years long. So they kind of grow into their sort of mid teens, and you get this growth from them, and it's just it's very heartwarming. So I'd say a cop out answer is those two. The comics are really where it's at. Like I really love the books. I think the junior novels they build from uh, the adult novels, and they're very short. And they've got some pictures which are really helpful. Actually, completely different mm. stories, but they they often link in with certain mm -hmm. things, and if I think that, that they build on the books. But if you want something that's a bit more separate from the books, I'd say the, the two comic runs are really, really worth checking out. Awesome. Yeah. Um, appreciate that um, recommendation. And uh, yeah, go check those out, guys. Um, and I'm guessing that there's also a lot of people out there like me um, who have read most of the books but haven't dived into the comics at all. Um, so if you're like me, go check out the comics as well. Um, I may be doing that shortly after. Um, this now um but uh yeah so so that's like so we kind of get you guys an overview of phase one if you guys haven't dived into it hopefully this guys this gets you guys interested and you can dive into it um and um but like i mentioned earlier we got phase two coming out um i think you meant were you saying it was early november you think yeah it's either late october or early november phase two. okay yeah. is when um we got it coming out so I actually, so do you, what do you know about phase two or what have you heard or where, like, where are they going? Um, any sort of that, that type of stuff. What do you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, so phase two is set 150 years before phase one. So they're kind of doing, they've, they're doing what they did with what people did with the Godfather movies or what they did with obviously the Star Wars trilogies. Mm. I only said the Godfather thing because they always mention that in High Republic authors when they get asked. Mm. Um, so they're doing this going back. You're going back 150 years so once again it's going to be for the most part you know the majority of characters are humanoid or humans that don't usually live more than 100 to 150 usually um so once again fresh set of characters apart from a couple of older characters you know yoda maskanata etc um and what it's basically doing is it's going to be telling us some of the there are certain planets that are certain ways because a recent disaster happened there's a place called dalna and in the books that it's mentioned in bits and pieces and even reading all the content I have, you, you still don't know you've got bits and pieces, but I won't spoil what we do know. But just something happened, and it made the uh, Dalman people distrust the Jedi and not want to leave their planet. That's all we know, uh, in a sense. But with that, that one of the books is coming out. I believe it's, con it's Path of Deceit, I think it is. Uh, and that one is 
I think it's a young adult novel. I think that's the first novel we get for phase one. And that is focusing on uh, sort of this planet, I believe, and what happened there in essence. Mm. But it shows like there's, as I mentioned, the antagonist Markeon Rowe from phase one. In phase two, it's got his ancestors. And his ancestors are not antagonists. They seem, or one of the main characters whose name escapes me, she is meant to be like a very, like a, I think it was described as almost like a mother nature sort of Gaia sort of uh, persona, like a very nice, calm, warm figure, a matriarch mm. almost. So I believe that it's going to show how did the ancestors of Markeon Rowe feel the way they do and create a person like Markeon Rowe? How did Markeon Rowe come to be? And as I said, in the Eye of the Storm comics, you do get to see what his family life was like. Mm. How did that kind of happen? from where you see these these characters up here so it's it's going to be like a warm-up to uh almost remembering things from phase one it's like why did these things happen in phase one all these mm. tragedies and it's going to be phase two is how the tragedies came to pass what the kind of all this background noise was almost in a sense and mm. then when we eventually get phase three in a few years time that's going to be the big finale that's going to be after phase one and that's going to be the crescendo there's going to be a lot of stuff from phase one that obviously features but there's also going to be a lot of stuff from phase two because that's going to be there's going to be stuff they've said that even though it's 150 years prior you know there's going to be very important information for the next phase uh, so that's kind of what we're looking at i imagine they'll do similarly to what they did before which was about a year and a half to two years ish yeah uh, so that's every like six months they release the next wave and yeah. it's, each wave is generally five or six uh comics of an of each ongoing ongoing run normally a mini series or two and then, uh, you know, normally three books, adult, young adult, and junior novel. So I think that's probably what they're going to go for with uh, Phase 2. Yeah, um, I would assume that as well. Yeah, and that's a good, like, overview um, of what we have coming. Um, so we got, we're got we going back 150 years for Phase 2, which we got coming real soon here. Um, and then um, Phase 3 will probably be in the future from both Phase 1 and Phase 2, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, we got kind of jumping back and forth. Um, I mean, pretty much what they already did with the original prequels and sequels yeah. and all those. Um, so uh, very similar to that type of setup. Um, a lot more time span in there. But so, yeah, um, yeah, I'm super pumped about that. I'm excited to start to dive into those as they come out um, as well and that sort of thing so um so i hope today um that today inspires you guys to go check out high republic if you haven't checked it out if you're a star wars fan um or um any or even check out some new stuff in the high republic if you've already dabbled in it um and that sort of thing as well so um as we close here um do you have anything else that um Anything else when you think of High Republic that, like, if you're giving an overview, if you're giving a summary, um, somebody should know about the High Republic um, to tease them to get them in interested? The way I would normally convince people to watch the High Republic, apart from everything that you and I have both said, obviously, mm -hmm. is one of my favorite elements of Star Wars is the Force. Uh, I love the interpretation, um, although, you know, as with my podcast, where I obviously earlier mentioned the kind of guests I've had on my podcast, I'm sort of an agnostic kind of atheist in certain ways with religion, but it's something that hugely intrigues me. I'm, I'm very intrigued by religion, and I know that everyone's got their own way of thinking about it, and I love hearing people's opinions on how they, you know, deal with the world in a sense, you know. Mm. And in The High Republic, I find that the connection to that is the, the spiritual side of the Jedi, which we don't really get in any of the trilogies, you mm -hmm. get more of the force power stuff, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. get a bit of it in the prequels, but they're corrupted in a certain way. So in the High Republic, you get this spiritual feel and every Jedi has their own interpretation of the force. All of them mm -hmm. hear it or see it in a different way. There's uh, Avar Chris hears it as a song. She describes the force mm -hmm. as a song. And when mm -hmm. she, she senses people, she hears their life song. And if they're in pain, it changes and things. Other people see it as water. Elzar Man, I believe, he sees the force yeah. as an ocean current. Whereas Vanessa mm -hmm. Rowe, she sees it as like rivers and things splinting off mm -hmm. that. Everyone sees it. Uh, one more. Uh, Ram, Ram Jomoram, I think his name is. He, yeah. um, he perceives it as like gears and, and things, like a big mechanical yeah. device. Yeah. And because they all perceive it in different ways, they, they have specialities and they can be more free in the force. Because, you mm. know, in prequels, it was basically fight and lightsaber battles. And then the yeah. originals, it was Luke. And then the sequels, yeah. it was Luke and Rey. 
you know, with a yeah. bit of Kylo. Yep. And, and, and that's fine. I enjoyed all of those. But with the High Republic, is that thing of they've all got their specialities. Mm. You know, they've all yeah. got this special thing about them. And there are so many characters. I'd almost compare it to like Star Wars, almost Game of Thrones. It, it's Star Wars has always been a space fantasy more than a sci-fi necessarily. Mm. You know, the fantasy yeah. element, the big world, the lore of it all, very much like Lord yeah. of the Rings and things like that. With the High Republic, it expands that even more. You get so mm. many cool things and you just get so many different characters that even if you don't necessarily gel with one of them in each piece of content there's going to be another one or two that you're definitely going to enjoy you know we have mentioned all the characters we've enjoyed because it would take a whole podcast literally just listing <laughs> characters but there's yeah. a wookie jedi padawan kaburi yaga who is amazing and he's just yes. really cool and his master specifically learned shriwook so she could talk to him and other people yep. don't understand him so it's him dealing with a world where most people mm. can't understand him yep. that's a really important thing for kids and adults to hear about it's just a a nice thing without detracting from the story it adds to it the characters yeah. of the high republic they're the things and the perception of the force and the spiritual side of it they're the things that i that grip me they're the things that are different and because the plot is free you don't know where it's going to go and you yep. don't have to know it all but you can and that's the mm. beauty of it yeah. and it's been thought out as well <laughs> the sequel trilogies yeah. were not fully thought out from the start yep. to the finish whereas yep. this has been yeah definitely i agree with all that and i think i think it goes back to a little bit what we talked about at the beginning is like we see a lot of times it's like warrior type Jedi versus a monk type Jedi. And we get to explore that and explore different Jedi's perceptives and all that. And like we mentioned a few different Jedi and you, I think earlier we also mentioned way seekers and mm -hmm. they're a type of, they're a Jedi that um, kind of goes and does their own thing. And um, I don't know, they're a, they're, kind of pushing the edges of the force and learning more it might be a good way to put that mm, um, about the force and so like i think like we get to see that I, I i totally agree i think that's a um something that we don't always get to see um and we're exploring more of that so um yeah so that is the high republic um a overview a summary of phase one a little bit looking forward to phase two um and uh, Mike, it's been great having you on today. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, getting you a little bit more of your expertise, um, some things I didn't know, um, learning from you. So that has been um, great. I always love to learn. Um, even though I have podcasts, I still want to learn more about Star Wars. Um, and so having uh, guys like you around to do that, that's always fun for me. Um, so thanks for coming on. Um, it's been great and a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you so much. It's, it generally has been really, really fun to be able to uh, chat with you about Star Wars. I'm always happy to talk with Star Wars about anyone. You know, I've got tattoos of it on my skin. I've got all the High Republic books. I've got every physical mm -hmm. canon comic in the Marvel uh, publishing stuff. I just love it. And whenever I speak to people like yourself who are passionate about Star Wars, I, I love hearing different perspectives. And I just, mm. I love, I love, I love loving Star Wars. That, that's yeah. kind of my, my thing. And that's why yep. I've got genuine chit chat and that's why i've got star wars comics in canon and if people want to keep up to date with me you know you can either go to youtube.com slash genuine chit chat and you've got all my genuine chit chat episodes and all my Star Wars comics and canon episodes they're in playlists you can check out all my high republic stuff it's all in one nice mm. neatly placed thing you can check out all my star wars conversations with all my conversations with people either about star wars or involved with star wars so anything like that and you can follow me on social media at genuine chit chat but yeah ike it's been really really delightful chatting with yeah. you i really appreciate uh you having me on your show has been really fun listening to you and your other sort of episodes and your perspectives on things so um, yeah and i'll be having you on my show very soon and we'll do a little flip and it'll be uh, yeah so people you know make sure you follow me as well and then you'll get ikes as well so uh, yeah yep. yeah just thank you for having me on dude appreciate it yeah definitely um yeah and we'll get um in the show notes and all that we'll have all that uh link to uh mike's stuff with genuine chit chat and his star wars podcast and all that that way you guys can access that and yes i will be on his podcast here um in a short amount of time probably mm -hmm. and uh so go check that out as well um so yeah it's been great and um so that's our episode for today um high republic and as we always like to say on ike's flame light the fire have a great day